Welcome to the Word in 3D, where we're going deep into God's Word. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected my knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. We're promoting the Word of God so that there won't be destruction. We're transforming our imagination and gaining an eternal perspective by reading, praying, and reflecting on God's complete word together. Out of depression, into joy. Out of bondage and walking in freedom. Join us, the word in 3D. Let's go. Lord God, you're true, you're faithful. You're worthy of our praise, Lord. You truly are worthy. King eternal, unchanging, everlasting to everlasting. Your grace and your mercy, Father God, we lift you up. God, we just uh, confess that, you know, we come here every morning and we're looking to learn and retain from your word. Uh, just contain, just confessing that we're sinners and we need your, we need the bread of life. We need your truth. We need your grace uh, because we're just, you know, from dust. And we get caught up in our own things, God, but confessing that we need you and we're thanking you for your love and for your grace and for your word and for showing up to us, Father, and for us every day. Uh, that your grace and your mercies are new each morning. So we bless you and thank you for that, God. And we just ask that you would meet us again this morning. To meet us in our point of need, to ascend the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we can learn of you, that we can understand you, and that we can walk in your ways, that we can be the men and women you created us to be. We can shine our light and help lead the souls to you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So today's reading, we have Psalms 115, 1 through 11, Philippians 1, verse 27 to 2, verse 11, and Jeremiah 1, chapter 2, verse 30. So up first, Psalms 115, verse 1 through 11, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him, but their idols are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk, nor can they utter a sound with their throat. Those who make them will be like them. And so are all who trust in them. All you Israel, trust in the Lord. He is there. He is their help and shield. House of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. Amen. Amen. Let's reflect on that. Psalms 115, 1 to 11. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? 
man. Um, you know, just right, right in the beginning, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Every wisdom, every revelation, every um, idea, every thought, you know, tangible and intangible, all good things come from God. And I know like what will happen for me sometimes is that he'll give me an idea or something, share it with people, you know. And then it's interesting because God is, he's invisible. So sometimes he might not get the credit or people might not acknowledge that, you know, he's, he's the one that's leading us. He's the one that's, that's guiding. He's making provision. Just, it's just a, a reminder to me to, to always be giving him the credit. Um, and I just love how it goes through, you know, all the, the, the idolatry and what that stuff looks like. I'm just always kind of amazed because it's different today. You know, we don't have straight up like these like figures carved that we like worship, you know, but idolatry is just really just taking a different form. Um, but yet and still these things that we worship that are from the earth or that are, you know, from the man's creation, it, it's, it's false. Um, and we're missing the point because God really is the source. Amen. Amen. God is the source. Let's jump to uh, myself. Okay. So I love this verse because it, it just opens up so blunt, not to us, but to your name be the glory because you, because of your love and faithfulness, you know, why do the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him, but their idols are silver and gold made by human hands. One thing that stands out to me is the thing that we worship is a thing we become like. If we worship idols and false gods that do nothing and say nothing, that's what we become. We become idol, just like the, the idol. Um, their mouths, it says in verse five, they have mouths, but cannot speak eyes, but cannot see. Just think about how many people have been silenced because they're trying to follow this uh, made up model of the world. But, you know, when God tells us to speak and tells us to do things, we sometimes check ourselves against the standard of the world and saying, well, the world doesn't do it like that. Why should I do it that way? And it just it, it hinders us from actually going forward and doing what God is calling us to do. And so if we're worshiping the wrong thing, then, you know, we're going to become <laughs> it's just as stale and idle as that thing but if we're worshiping the true living god man our life is being dynamic we don't we're not re, we're not refined or defined by uh the things of this world but we're defined by who god called us to be so uh yeah that's what really stood out amen. to me that instruction amen. we gotta worship the true god let's jump on to david what stood out to you what instructions what type of uh inspiration did you get from this passage Yes, thank you for both of your words, by the way. Um, I would like to go to uh, verse 11, you know. Uh, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And once again, um, recently just been 
been really digging in the word and and trying to make sure to find passages that relate to to us equipping ourselves and empowering ourselves with the word, which, you know, praise God that he delivered to us. Um, here um, represents, you know, when they say, you know, fear the Lord, you know, in the sense of reverence, in the sense of um, respect, um, trust in the Lord, you know, recognize that, you know, don't trust in man, man will fail you. Don't trust in yourself, you know, flesh will fail you. But trust in the Lord that has been there since time itself. It was in the beginning and will be there in the end. He is their help and their shield, you know. When you say there, remember there is us. There is is you. Um, let us be, let us remember that he he is forever there for you and is is with us for us and in us and and that let the word you know the word is our shield let him be our shield so it's just an empowering verse to remember amen thank you for sharing that remembering where our help comes from let's jump to monique what stood out to you what inspiration did you get what type of instructions did you get from this passage for me, it was not unto us, not to us, um, not unto us, O oh Lord, not to us, not unto us. Um, this whole thing, just kind of refocusing that the, the, the glorious, it, it all belongs to God um, and kind of helping us to to making sure that we are, we're, we're focused on the right thing, you know, Um you know, and in what you said, Michael, about um, three and four, our God is in heaven and he does whatever he wants. You know, I, I hear that that he does whatever he wants and their idols are silver and gold, the work of man's hand. You know, these things, these things that we make are these things that have to be carried around, these things that. Even and like you said, Michael, even us as people, we 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 have the need. We feel the need to be kind of carried around or you know propped up in a certain way, but because so that we feel that we're doing whatever we want, whatever feels good to us. But ultimately, it's God. He's the only one who can do whatever it is that He wants. Um, we have all of these things that you know on our body that He gave us, but we don't even use them properly you know um and so i just i just see the instruction in that we have these bodies but remembering to just to just remember that it's a temple to remember that anything that we do do it's all for god's glory he's the only one that should be trained that that's getting praise out of it what stood out to you what instructions what type of inspiration did you get from this passage um i Oh, and I'm going to go to verse one, two, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your day be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Um, why do the nations say, where is their God? I begin to think and I, I realize um, um, we will always have a God. It doesn't matter if you are the person who says, um, 
I don't, I don't believe in God. Well, you believe in something, even if that's, do you believe in yourself? Um, you believe in something because, um, um, in my mind, it's like, well, then, um, you have no given purpose. Well, my purpose is, so you believe that your purpose is, which means that you are your own God. Um, and, and without it, there's no hope after this earth, if you believe in nothing. Um, and so, and so looking at this, the way it's phrased, you know, um, how, you know, they have idols of silver and gold made by, by human hands, you know what I'm saying? And so it just made me think of, um, God, you are, it's like he's proven himself to be wiser, to proving himself to be better, um, transcendent, all powerful, uh, omniscient, um, not made by things that have no movement, no ears, no words, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is so true. It's, it's like when we can't feel these people become desensitized to life because of these idols. They can't hear, they can't feel, they can't smell, they can't do any of this stuff. They can't walk, <laughs> you know? It's like they're not certain, when we're not serving the living God, we're not living. We're, we're, just, right. we're just dead, you know? And they're making the idol for a reason, as if there's an innate quality within you that knows that you need a God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's go before God in prayer and just that we retain and remember what we just read right now. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you know uh, we need you. You know you made us for relationship, not just with other human beings, but you made us ultimately for relationship with you. Uh, Lord, help us to remember and retain and to just keep in our hearts that we need to be worshiping the true God that's in heaven, not all the stuff that is around us, not the stuff that is in the magazines, on TV, on the radio, but hear your voice that is coming from heaven, Lord. Lord, help us to hear your voice and to walk in your truth, to walk in your light, to walk in your love, to walk in your mercy, to walk in your peace, to walk in your joy, and not be stepping to the side and trying to worship things that people have created by their own hands, by their own cleverness that in the end is thrown to the fire and, and nothing is, is, is coming from them that is good. Lord, we know that you have everlasting goodness. Lord, we know that you have everlasting help, everlasting hope in you, Lord. So that we pray that our hearts will be aligned with you, that we look to you for our hope, that we look to you for our help, that we worship you with all that we have, God, and that we don't worship ourselves, that we don't worship money, that we don't worship the God of sex, all that stuff that the world worships, Lord, the pride of life, Lord, that we show them that we are different that we worship the true and living God who gave us the air in our lungs, who gave us the hands, who gave us our feet, who gave us our senses so that we can reach out and sense him. Lord, we pray that we just remember that you who created the eye can see, you who created the ear can hear, you who created our mouths speak to us. 
just have us to remember and take off those coverings that are that are keeping our ears from not hearing you lord we thank you lord we praise you and we give you all the glory open our hearts open our minds in jesus name we pray amen amen up next we have philippians chapter 1 27 to 2 to 11. whatever happens conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of christ then whether i come and see you or only hear about you in my absence i will know that you stand firm in the one spirit striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed but you will be saved and that by god for it has been granted to you on behalf of christ not only to believe in him but also to suffer for him since you are going through the same struggle you saw i had and now hear that i still have therefore if you have any encouragement from being united with christ if any comfort from his love sharing in the spirit any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love being one in spirit and one of mine do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourself not looking to your own self not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of others in your relationship with one another have the same mindset as christ jesus who who being in the form of god do not consider it robbery to be equal with god but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on the earth and those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Uh, amen. Amen. So let's reflect on Philippians amen. 1, verse 27, the chapter 2, verse 11. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? Or what type of instructions do we get from this passage? Starting off with... Lawrence, it gives such a clear idea of who we should be. Um, what I mean by that, and two, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vacancy, but rather in humility, value others above yourselves. I think that is something that we forget a lot um, because it doesn't, in the world, that doesn't make sense. And, uh, and sometimes that doesn't feel good. Um, but I think knowing who we are submitted under 
and not just that, but it says, um, it says, um, not looking to your own interest, but to the interest of others. And uh, it says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, as if Christ Jesus had that same mindset. Well, then he shows us, he says, who in very nature, being the same as God, did not consider it uh, being equal with God. And I think that's so unique. Amen. In verse one, I'm sorry, chapter one, verse 28, um, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. The the inspiration for me is about um, just acknowledging that we're going to face obstacles, that we're going to face trials, that people are going to oppose us, um, but not to be frightened. And well, to be aware that we're going to face suffering. Um, and then as it goes into chapter two, knowing that we're, I just got this, this sense of like inspiration around unity and that we're going through things together. Um, if you have any encouragement from being united in the spirit, any comfort from his love, any, um, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any, any tenderness and compassion, um, let let the joy be made complete by being like-minded, having the same love, one spirit. Just stick together. Stick together. Hold on to him, despite whatever comes up against us. For me, it, this is just um, this a good... Um, this is a good picture of humility. You know, this is this is God. You know, coming down um, in the form of man. You know, he he first humbled himself um, to come down um, as a man in Jesus Christ. Um, in in fifty one, it says, "Let this mind be in you, which is also in Jesus Christ." You know, um, this mind of God that 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 he stepped down and, and came in the body of man and took on a human mind and, and, and was operating in the way that we operate in a human body. Um, and I just see the, the, the humility here. Um, and so thinking and acting like Christ, um, you know, and, and like Aaron said, we, we need each other to be able to do that um, in one accord you know, through Christ, um, to, to sharpen each other, um, to become more like him. Definitely, you know, what Lawrence was bringing up, started to stir things into me. And then right now, um, Monique did the same thing. Um, you know, I have two points that I wanted to touch on. This, the, the point of, um, you know, not thinking of yourself, lack of self-interest and just, just pursuing doing things for others, you know, it's crazy. But if you can, if you just thought about the other person and you knew that other person was thinking about you, you actually don't need to think about yourself, right? Um, it goes to, you know, some of the things I've went through and sort of a passage, like sort of a thing I've learned before. But like, if you, if you think about your brother in terms of he's hungry, he's tired, or he's thirsty, you know, 
then if you're constantly thinking about him, you never have to think about yourself because your brother is thinking about you. And, um, you know, to me, this is truly getting us to recognize, you know, truly putting it all together, being unselfish and actually thinking about your brother and your sister first, in effect, that is true unity because you don't need to think about yourself because people will be thinking about you. It's scary because the problem is that what makes it hard is that you are, is that other person thinking about you? But once again, let, you know, if we can have faith in the word and, and to live in this way, you know, this is possible. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, conceit rather than humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of, of others, of the others. And so I just love this verse of, you know, verse five in your relationship with one other, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Um, and Lawrence, I believe you pointed it out, you know, God, Jesus being in the very nature of God, having the power of God to tell nature, hey, do this, do that. And it does it, did not see that as something they used to his own advantage. And we can see that even in the desert with a temptation where the devil was saying, hey, turn these rocks into bread turn these stones into bread, you know, um, he, he doesn't do it because he's not there to serve himself. He's there to be a servant. And that just speaks levels of our servant leadership, how we're supposed to be uh, servant leaders, you know, um, not going after selfish gain or, or just trying to do what we want to do, but doing what God has called us to do. And so I take great comfort in that, you know. Father God, uh, we thank you for um, we thank you for your life. We thank you for um, for the process you went through to to give us the perfect example of humility and servanthood and um, what it means to be a body. Um, thank you for the opportunity for us to be a body with each other. Um, the body of Christ um, help us every day as we read the word we read the word together we share encouraging words um, in, in, in how we see and what and what's spoken to us um, help us to become a stronger body a stronger body of, of Christ Lord um, we thank you for the blood that you shed um, being blameless in this world um, without any sin um, that, that you took on our sin, Lord, um, and, and you, you, your faithful, your forgiveness, and your grace, and your mercy. Um, we thank you for these things. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jeremiah amen. chapter 1, verse 1, and going to chapter 2, and in that verse 30. The Book of Jeremiah The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, 
down to the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Uh, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. The word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot that is boiling, I answered. It is tilting toward us from the north. The Lord said to me, From the north disaster will be poured out on all who live in the land. I am about to summon all the peoples of the northern kingdoms, declares the Lord. Their kings will come and set up their thrones in the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem. They will come against all her surrounding walls and against all the towns of Judah. I will pronounce my judgments on my people because of their wickedness in forsaking me, in burning incense to other gods and in worshiping what their hands have made. Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. Today, I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. How as a bride, you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who devoured her were held guilty, and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, house of Jacob, all you clans of the house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What fault did your ancestors find in me that they strayed so far from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. They did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt? 
and led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one lives. I brought you into a fertile land to eat its fruit and rich produce. But you came and defiled my land and made my inheritance detestable. The priest did not ask, Where is the Lord? Those who deal with the Lord did not know me. The leaders rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal, following worthless idols. Therefore, I bring charges against you again, declares the Lord. And I will bring charges against your children's children. Cross over to the coasts of Cyprus and look. Send to Kedar and observe closely. See if there has ever been anything like this. Has a nation ever changed its gods? Yet they are not gods at all. But my people have exchanged their glorious god for worthless idols. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Is Israel a servant, a slave by birth? Why then has he become plunder? Lions have roared. They have growled at him. They have laid waste his land. His towns are burned and deserted. Also the men of Memphis and Tappanhes have cracked your skull. Have you not brought this on yourselves by forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the way? Now why go to Egypt to drink water from the Nile? And why go to Assyria to drink water from the Euphrates? Your wickedness will punish you. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake the Lord your God and have no awe of me, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. Long ago you broke off your yoke and tore off your bonds. You said, I will not serve you. Indeed, on every high hill and under every spreading tree, you lay down as a prostitute. <laughs> I had planted you like a choice vine of sound and reliable stock. How then did you turn against me into a corrupt, wild vine? Although you wash yourself with soap and use an abundance of cleansing powder, the stain of your guilt is still before me, declares the Sovereign Lord. How can you say, I am not defiled? I have not run after the bales? See how you behaved in the valley. Consider what you have done. You are a swift she-camel running here and there, a wild donkey, accustomed to the desert, sniffing the wind in her craving, in her heat, who can restrain her? Any males that pursue her need not tire themselves. At mating time, they will find her. Do not run until your feet are bare and your throat is dry. But you said, It's no use. I love foreign gods, and I must go after them. As a thief is disgraced, when he is caught, so the house of Israel is disgraced. They, their kings and their officials, their priests and their prophets, they say to wood, you are my father, and to stone, you gave me birth. They have turned their backs to me and not their faces, 
Yet when they are in trouble, they say, Come and save us! Where then are the gods you made for yourselves? Let them come if they can save you when you are in trouble. For you, Judah, have as many gods as you have towns. Why do you bring charges against me? You have all rebelled against me, declares the Lord. In vain I punished your people. They did not respond to correction. Your sword has devoured your prophets like a ravenous lion. Bro. Jeremiah 1, 1 to 2 and verse 30. What stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this passage? What type of instructions did you get from this passage? This is just a powerful um, reflection. And what I, when I'm hearing this, when I'm listening to the Old Testament, sometimes I believe for myself, it's easy for me to be like, you know, I'm not doing this or people are not doing these things like this. Like when he describes, oh, you guys are getting idols. You guys are just worshiping other things. But, you know, once again, when you want to reflect things in, in a certain way, you know, in modern times, we have created our own new idols and we have created our own ways to, you know, to desecrate his name. And unfortunately, the devil has 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 grown as well and, and, and he has learned to hide these things so that we think that they're comforting to us. Um, but, you know, in Jeremiah 2, verse 13, he says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, you know, the fountain of living waters and honed themselves cisterns, broke, broken cisterns that can hold no water, you know? I, I didn't know what hone meant. And I just looked it up. It means to, to chop or cut, especially um, or wood with an axe or a pick or a tool. I, I like what you said because many times we, we go outside of what God has ordained in order to get something that we're not supposed to have in the first place. That's prostitution. So we're breaking covenant in order to get something that's not ordained and that's that's and we forsake real life because of that so that's that's what came to mind when you was when you say that um david let's jump to monique one verse 10 towards the end to root out to pull down to destroy to throw down but then it ends and it says to build and to plant and so um for me i see that as you know the, the the time for judgment, but then a, a time for us to be built up, you know, to be restored, um, to be given another chance to grow. Um, and um, verse 19, they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you for I'm with you. Um, to deliver you, um, and so all all of these these ways, and um, that that we that we're attacked, you know, um, we we can trust that God's our our shield, 
you know, and there to protect us no matter what we come against. One, in chapter one, I just thought it was refreshing to hear that, you know, we all have these things that we feel like we are incomplete and, and don't have what we need to do, what God is asking of us, but God constantly proves that we don't need it. Um, thus, um, him opening up saying that he was too young. And, and so in, in, in chapter two, I like verse five, this is what the Lord says. What fault did your ancestors find in me that they strayed so far from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. Um, shoot, that just like 12 different thoughts just came in my head. Um, one thing is that um, I just think it's so crazy how um, it's not a fault that we find in God, but it's the fault that we have in ourselves. Um, we, we see that um, even in verse seven, I brought you into a fertile land to eat its fruit and rich produce, but you came and defiled my, my land. Like the fault is in us. The fault is in us. And it's it just showing me clearly like, like we are like just self-sabotagers. Like even going to, even going to chapter one where he's like, I'm too young. It's like, it's like he's trying to sabotage what he's supposed to do in the first place. You know, it's just like we have like this self-sabotage mechanism in us that, um, that, you know, try to place our eyes on self and what feels good, mm-hmm. what we want, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so it's just something that, that something to meditate on, like, God, how do we, how can you rid me of this? And if so, how? What's mm-hmm. the process? Is this process sanctification? Uh, so on and so forth. It's just, it's just something good to meditate, pray about, and allow God to do work in us so that we can continue doing work for him. Amen. I just got to point out one quick thing. When we jump from the New Testament, talking about, you know, in our minds, be like Christ in our relationships, you know, if our minds are self-centered, on our on what we're doing, that's where we start to see inefficiency. But when our eyes are fixed on God and fixed on the needs of others, we don't worry about our inefficiencies. It's like whatever gets to fill that gap needs to fill that gap. Chapter one, um, I'm, I've just been encouraged by this passage for so long. Towards the end, when when uh, God is telling Jeremiah, you know, what his responsibility is and, and this role that he's going to play for him and, um, and to go and deliver these messages. And, you know, and I just love, says, you know, I make you a, um, an iron city, fortified pillar, bronze wall. I love that, you know, to David's point, taking ownership of the word, like I, I take that for myself, you know, that's one thing I'm always encouraged by in this passage. But today, as we read it and we get into chapter two, and the heading for me is, um, you know, Israel forsakes God. David talked about it. Um, Lawrence talked about it. When we're, man, he opens up with, remember the devotion of your youth, how you loved me, 
how you follow me through the wilderness. Israel forsakes God. Let me take you back to the beginning. Yo, where did you go? What happened to you? I remember when you used to love me, but you forsook me. Talked about it. I brought you into a fertile land. You defiled the land. You broke your yoke off a long time ago. And you said, I will not serve you. You wash yourself, but your sin's still before me. Just God's eternal nature. And, and just acknowledging that Israel walked away from him. He did everything for us. And now we face uh, punishment. Praise God. All right. So <laughs> I see this going on right here. This is this pattern happening right here of if we are not Christ-centered, if we're not servant-led, spirit-led, um, and doing servant leadership, it, it's kind of like it's being in a, it's being in a marriage, it's being in a relationship, and just one side is giving all the love, but the other side is just taking the love and just acting as if it's nothing, and then going to other lovers and being like, oh, what's up? You know, it's like God has put us in this relationship with him. Um, and we're it's supposed to be reciprocal. You know, it's like, OK, am I just loving myself here? Is this just self-love? You know, I think in this generation, we have a lot of that stuff going on talking about self-love. And there's a balance between self. There's a difference between self-care and then just self-indulgence and self self-love um you know if we don't recognize god it's a it's a form of hate it is it's a form of of not appreciating what he has has done and and it's it's like him kissing us and then we kissing ourselves <laughs> it's like you know it's like we don't even we don't even pay attention to what he has done. It's like just it, it, it doesn't. There's no dynamic there. You know, there's no productivity from from us loving ourselves and then, you know, not giving back to what God has given us, you know. Right. Or how can we how can we truly have self-love without God? Because you only love yourself to your extent, mm -hmm. not with an unconditional love. Mm hmm. Exactly. You only know yourself so much if you don't know it, know yourself through Christ. Exactly. So we got to stop looking inward and stop start looking upward. In those times when we feel inefficient, in those times when we feel like we don't have enough, like Jeremiah, you know, God called him from his womb and from his mother's womb. He's like, I'm too young. He's like, nah, don't look at that you're too young, you know. Look to me, and I'm going to give you what you need. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your provisions. Lord, I pray right now that you would just help all of us to remember that we need to look up to you when we're feeling like we are not enough or when we're feeling depressed or when we're feeling down. We need to look up to you because you're going to fill us up with something that doesn't cause us to be destroyed. You're going to fill us up with something that doesn't cause us to be addicted to a harmful substance. When we turn to you, Lord, you only fill us up with what is good, what is righteous, and what is going to help us to fill this earth 
with even more goodness. Lord, let us turn our hearts to you. Let us turn our minds to you. Lord, we want to see life. We want to see joy. We want to see peace. So, Lord, we know that can only be found in you. And so we turn to you, Lord. We turn to you, our rock, our salvation. Lord, let our hearts be in line and beat with you every second of the day, Lord. Let us realize that you created all our inmost parts, Lord, our inmost beings, and even all the stuff that is outside of us, Lord. You have created everything that we see with nature, the birds, the trees, the universe, Lord. It all comes from you. So, Lord, let us all come to you and worship and give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining Word in 3D. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also ignore your children. So our purpose is to promote the knowledge of God so people will not be destroyed. Word in 3D is supported by generous gifts and listeners like you. We would like to thank God for all our supporters. Adam Takeda, Shannon Joe Lewis, Eddie and Mina Jones, Jody and Dan Mayhew, Dan Paoli Scott, Sophia Williams, Troy Olson, David Kamara, Jesse Miller, Nehemiah Tracy, Charles Mays, and Katie Randall. And for those who give but don't want to be mentioned, but you know who you are. God bless. This is Word in 3D. Go deep.